0: Hey, this is Chris from The Ticket Stub. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Welcome to Texas Franchise Radio, where your hosts, Josh Cherry and Robbie Marlowe, bring you all things franchising in the Texas market. Franchising is one of three growth strategies businesses can use to expand and capture market share. Effective when done right. But there's a lot to this dynamic business model. Learn from others in the industry as we bring on all levels of franchise operators and experts.
1: Texas Franchise Radio, you ready? Let's go. Uh, Robbie and Josh going live And it's time to hit the road You were tuned in to Texas Franchise Radio Oh, you're in the business Well, this is what you need Rep in Texas, they professionals Up in the industry What we talking about? We talking business models Invest in franchises We going full throttle Learn about the industry I know you got the questions We're trying to help you grow And take it to the next level Straight up Franchise operators and the experts. It's time to tune in and expand your network. So let's see how it's all done and how it's operated in the local Texas market. Time to get us educated. Robbie and Josh going live. Time to hit the road. You tune in to Texas franchise radio. Get your business yeah, they
0: came
2: to All right. Good evening, guys. Welcome to Texas, Texas Franchise, Franchise Radio. Radio. Hope you enjoyed the uh, rap, you know, bringing us in. I'm not sure if you heard it on Facebook Live, but uh, you can hear it on our podcast, too. Uh, Robbie Marlow here with uh, my co-host, Josh Cherry.
3: What's up, Conroe? It's been, it's been a minute since November since we got to hang out with you guys. We had the Christmas episode go out in December and back with you in 2019. Yeah. Feels good. So it's like Happy New Year to everybody. It is Happy New Year. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Happy New Year. A little bit of everything. You know, we brought so. one of our friends in the studio with us today. Yep. Todd, what's up, yeah. man? Thanks yeah. Hey, Gordon. guys. Oh,
4: Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, inviting me, man. I appreciate it. Excited to be part of the, uh, the Happy New Year with everyone. So
3: Todd's thinking, have you seen that meme that says, uh, Houston's an hour away from Houston? Is that how you felt making the drive? <laughs> that did feel like, like hey, that coming all the way to a down to the South. show. It's in Houston. Like
4: <laughs> I thought it was another country, right? You know.
2: Yeah. No. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks for coming out here, Todd. I think he's going to have some great information for everybody for the show because Todd is a franchise consultant, and so he specializes in helping people find um, the franchise for them. And that's going to be a lot of interesting for a lot of people. So this episode, we want to really hit on a couple things. So we really tried to plan on helping one the franchisor, the somebody that's out there trying to franchise their business. One that's thinking about franchising their business, like, hey, I've got a business that's currently running. I'm excited about it. It's doing good, and I want to franchise it. And then we're, we also specialize in the person that's looking and try to help somebody that's looking to buy a franchise. And I think this episode, we're going to kind of hit on all three of them, because we're going to talk about, one, internal franchise or sell systems, and what's best best practices if you're a franchise or, and you're looking to make sales, because, you know, that's what happens when you need to grow the franchise if you want to uh, stay in business. And then we are also want to talk a little bit, since we have Todd here, and uh, that's what he does: help people find the franchise for them. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about looking for the franchise that best fits you. So,
3: um, yeah, it's going to be fun, Todd. You get to you get to give us a lot of insights on both sides of that spectrum, and they are sometimes they're opposing interests, right? Like like you said, when a, a franchisor has a concept, works really hard to franchise it. You got to invest a lot of upfront money to turn it into a franchise you want to recoup all that money you've invested in your franchise by gaining market share, expanding. Usually people who start franchises are hungry entrepreneurs that do want to capture market share and grow. And you've got that opposed to a franchisee who's are a potential investor who's trying to find that right match for them. There's a lot that goes into those two different segments and the opposing forces. And really it's not even, it's not even sales. Like that's where, that's where some franchise orders yeah. get in trouble is when we call it sales, right? Like, right. Uh, because when you sell something, you're transferring ownership, and this is it's more like a partnership to gain yep. market share. <clears throat> it when just like the intro said, franchising when done right, one of the most American, awesome business models in the world. But there's a lot to this dynamic the, business model,
4: they're the very, very much so. I mean, I think uh, ultimately you said it can be opposing uh, forces, but the good franchise uh, or realize that at the end of the day. The more they put in the success of their individual franchisees, the easier mm-hmm. the sale becomes. Right at the end of the day, it's no, really not absolutely. a sale, it's you got a great business model, and and people will be attracted to it. So, I,
2: I guess that's really the hardest part with franchise. I guess sales. It's almost like an approval process. I'm basically when you're the franchisee coming, saying, "Hi, hey, I'm looking to buy your franchise." You're basically getting interviewed, and I'm going to make sure on my end that you're going to fit good in my culture, in my business, and you understand how to run said business you're going to get into. Uh, or you have the tools or the capital or whatever to get that so i guess it's more like an interview process uh, you know sales franchise sales i guess it's always something i always hung up hung me up because it's it, it's it's a difficult process cuz it's not selling it's interviewing granting approval and then working with that person for probably next 10 15 20 years of their life so it's definitely something you got to put a lot of work into
4: no absolutely i think it's a you know it's an important that it is a two way two way process right i mean uh, you want to make sure that you're bringing people into the franchise mm-hmm. that are going to be successful, because that's only going to make the next uh, franchises uh, successful. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, a lot of these people that, that go into franchising, it's the first time they've ever owned a business. And that's why they choose mm-hmm. franchising. You know, this is a probably one of the or probably the biggest financial decision they'll ever make. So it's a, it's a big deal. And, and if you've got the right things in place to support them and be successful, then, then at the end of the day, for them to be successful, your next sale is that much easier.
2: No, yeah,
3: absolutely. <clears throat> I spent a lot of time thinking about that this weekend. Because uh, with, with Delta Life, I lead the franchising department, like bringing on new franchise partners. And then it kicks over to development and operations and goes through all the normal stuff. But I lead the franchising part of it. And I, I love sales. I, I'm a natural salesperson because if I believe in something and I'm passionate about it, like I just want to talk about it to everybody and anybody that will listen. So I love sales. But when I sit down with really young in the process, uh, and we used to not be as good at it. It used to be a very quick okay, there's 14 days that I got to disclose you. And then after that, we can sign the document. Now we tell people like, I I want to get you disclosed. You got to sign receipt of the FDD, but this is going to be a 30, maybe 60 day process. We want to make sure my job is really to talk them out of it, you know, and that's hard for me because I'm super passionate about the brand. I'm super passionate about the business model, but we've seen too many times. Like you want to, you want to have everything out there. You want to be, I mean, really almost trying to talk them out of it. And like you just said, it's one of the biggest decisions they've ever made in their life for a couple of reasons. And I thought a lot about this this weekend. When you get ready to go buy a house, you know, you're know you going to invest whatever, $400,000, $800,000 to go buy a house. But you get three months into living in that house, you don't like it, you put it up for sale, you go get a different house, right? Like <laughs> You're out some cash, but no big deal. You get into a, a franchise system, you you've not only leverage your cash usually, a lot of times some of your 401k savings, your exactly. retirement savings. So your cash is leveraged, but also in a good franchise system that's been honest with you about it being an owner-operator situation, you now have to leverage your time Mm -hmm. for the next 10 years. And it's, you know, uh, we want to be really clear with people up front about that. Now, we have gotten better about sitting down and going through succession plans with people. Like, hey, if you get two years into this, it's not what you want. Let's figure out how to get a good balance sheet, run the store well. And then get another good operator to come mm-hmm. in and take over. So I like that's, having that conversation up front and early also.
4: That, that is a smart, that's a smart approach to, to have that discussion. I mean, I, ideally you want someone that, that, uh, you know, I, I do that as well. Uh, maybe not a, a clear succession plan, but I always, when I'm talking to people about different uh, franchise options, you know, we always start <laughs> with what is your end goal look like, right? What is that exit strategy? And, and it's hard for people to grasp that concept up front yeah. But it is important to, you know, how do you know if you're on the right path if you don't understand what that exit looks like? Uh, So it's interesting that you bring in that succession planning and there's two possible exits, right? One is, (coughs) hey, it, you know, it's ran its course, um, but uh, you bring up a good point that it's it's also in the event that maybe it's not the right fit. So that's an interesting perspective.
2: I think uh, one of the things that I think me and Josh, definitely at Delta Life Fitness, uh, have figured out is who we want to run our stores. And I think that's very difficult. When you first start, you don't, I know for me, when we first started, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm successful in this thing. Hey, I know who I am. Anybody can be, right. you know, you, you know, and then you start realizing you have to have a passion for the product. You have to, is it going to be, can you be half in, half out? Can it be a, a remote operator? Can it, do you have to have somebody day in and day out? And I think as a franchisor, and the couple ones that we talked about, some of them aren't clear on that. Um, and I think at, at first, when you, that first initial 10 to 15, that's very important. You struggle there. and I think that's why you see with franchisors they struggle early on and me and Josh really understand who we're trying to serve and who we're looking for and it makes it it makes it tough because you got to turn away some people that are wanting to give you the money but it makes the brand better in the long run because you have a solid foundation and you know who you are.
3: It's so funny. It's almost you know business evolution. I mean you say it all the time like business whether you have one a business doing two hundred thousand a year or a business doing two hundred million a year. Like, business problems just scale. It's the same problems. At any level, you have the exact same issues going on. Mm -hmm. And exactly what you just said is, if you remember back to 2009, 2010, Robbie, we made the same evolution in the the end user business. We went from serving men, women, and children in our fitness facilities (laughs) to, hey, let's focus on who we can actually serve the best. And at first, we thought we're crazy. Because how much money are we leaving on the table? Not even leaving money on the table. This man walked into his gym and had to tell guys that were training there, hey, I'll buy you a membership yeah. yep. in the, gym down the oh, street. Yeah. So but That's we but we learned that. And how, how much more effective is our marketing now, our product yeah, delivery, yeah. our it's our whole business. Women only 30-minute classes in childcare, because we dedicated ourselves to a niche, we grew way faster. We weren't leaving anything on the table. And I think we've just now got to the same point in maturity mm-hmm. on the franchise side of the business where we finally got okay with hey, there is a best person to yeah. operate these studios, and we're not leaving anything on the table by telling a 90-year-old man who wants a mailbox paycheck, you're probably not a good fit to run into life fitness
0: studio. Yeah.
2: And that just comes with, uh, you know, being weathered. Uh, yeah. you know, being in the <laughs> business. Going through a few uh, bumps
4: and bruises, <laughs> right? Exactly. So. And
2: uh, it's one of those things. That's why, you know, hiring a coach, a mentor, just really diving into the franchise magazines that Josh gets delivered to his house I'm super jealous about that I used to get. Uh Franchise times are going to the IFA, going to these events and learning from people that's, that's been there and done that. And I know it's just part of being young in business that you, you have early success. You get a little, not say cocky, but you get a success mindset like, hey, you know, I can do anything. I can work through anything. And you, and you make mistakes uh, and then you realize you have to turn back and learn from them. And I think we did a, we have done a great job. And a lot of people that we talked to have done a great job of understanding that and growing.
3: I don't know if you ever saw that, and, you know, you've been an entrepreneur for a while now. You actually were a franchisee yourself before right. getting into consultants. But uh, that's that's one thing, you know, like you just said, when you first come out the gate and you have early success or when you have success, you start to – it's not – you know, you always read all the cliches, like, success <laughs> is the worst teacher. You're like, man, that's dumb. Like, if you're doing well, just keep doing well. <laughs> yeah. But now I understand. And, and I just read uh, Carol DeWick's book, uh, Growth Mindset, uh, and she talks about how uh, NASA won't even hire – astronauts unless they've overcome some significant failures Mm -hmm. in their life and i understand that now because if you're writing a business that's never had a failure or a setback or you've you've never cycled if Mm -hmm. you've never cycled in business you don't know how you're going to handle it when it does happen now i understand why investors franchisees people that go into business with other people they want to know that you've been through some rough patches you've had those cycles you've learned from them you adapted you overcame because if, if you've only had success, that's not going to continue, I promise. Yeah, there,
4: there will be that time <laughs> that a, it comes the other way. So, yeah, I think you're right. It's important that they've had that, that weather that success. Uh, um, because at the end of the day, that's going to make them a stronger business owner and a stronger, uh, you know, uh, franchisee if, if, if that's the route they go. So, um, absolutely, I think that's a great, great message.
3: Even at yeah. the franchisee level, we try to sell some of our studios. You know, we call them BMEs, best month ever. You know, they'll crush a best month ever. They'll do really well. And we even try to, because we've we've been entrepreneurs for a while yeah. now, we'll even tell them, hey, good job, uh, well done, high five. Right. Uh, but next month may be your worst month We're, ever. So get back in there. And, we've yeah. all seen it, right? <laughs> you know? No, yeah, you can't well,
2: take your foot off the gas pedal because you never know. I think that's why everybody's talking about the economy. And and I think uh, 2008, when the economy crashed, I would just graduated college. And, uh, you know, I went through the early stages, got laid off, you know, uh, and went through those early stages of the depression. And now they, and now everybody here, everybody talking about like, hey, it might go down. It might go down. So, uh, you know, it'd be the first time for some of these guys that just got out of school to really feel maybe a downturn in the economy. So it'll be interesting.
3: Want to give a shout out real quick to some people we got watching on Facebook Live. Everybody say hi to Dana. She is a franchisee as well. She's a three-unit owner of an I Love Kickboxing, also Hello. down in your area, Todd. Uh, Miss Cassie Marlowe support, supporting her man. Uh, we got Will. Will, where's he at these days? He's up north. Michigan? Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Will, what's up in Michigan? Kimberly Hess out in uh, Austin, if that's correct. Josh Irvin, Scott Bisbee, and Shiley in Orlando. Everybody, thanks for watching Texas Franchise Radio. We got an exciting guest on today that's going to tell us a lot about selecting the right franchise for you personally. And we're excited about uh, diving into that after we get back from the commercial break here in the second part. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Texas Franchise Radio, you ready? Let's go. Uh, Robbie and Josh going live and it's time to hit the road. You were tuned in to Texas Franchise Radio. Oh, you're in the business, well this is what you need. Texas.
5: Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host Marty Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Three seven seven six to take your first step into the radio world.
3: Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671. you
1: were tuned in the Texas franchise radio. Oh, in the business. Well, this is what you need.
3: What's up, Houston and Conroe, Texas? Welcome back to Texas Franchise Radio. Hey, uh, Robbie was talking about, before we went to the break, he was talking about this little guy right here, Franchise Times Magazine. If you don't get this magazine, if you're interested in all things franchising, either from the franchisor side, franchisee side, you got to get this magazine. I don't know know why Robbie doesn't read it. Uh, (laughs) It's it's a great book. Uh, Franchise Times, January. We got the Fast and the Serious Franchise Times Ranking. The smartest growing brands, the top 10 smartest growing brands of 2018. You guys know what number one is? Did you already look? Did you peek? I did not. <laughs> Any guess what industry it is? Fitness? Nope, it's not. I'm guessing. Do you know number food. one? Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number one is Blaze Pizza, the fast casual pizza restaurant. It's like Chipotle for your pizza, right? Yeah. Uh we're we're a little familiar with yeah, uh absolutely. we have we have some partners out in California who run Dust Life Fitness Studios and they're uh yeah, they're an owner of they own the Blaze Pizza in College yeah, Station. Yeah,
2: you're in College Station, you're looking for a good pizza, swing by Blaze Pizza. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then when you're done, go work it off. Go see uh, yeah, go absolutely. see yeah, Miss exactly. Anita. We've got a Dust Life uh, over there in College uh, Station. Absolutely. You can swing by. Uh, and then from there, fitness does seem to dominate. So number two. Uh, would be Orange Theory Fitness at number two. They grew their uh, same store sales by 100%, and their locations by more than 70%. It's insane that they're still growing at that speed. It's very impressive. Nine-round boxing gyms. Oh, Shannon the Cannon and -hmm. his team continue to uh, grow nine rounds, so they're at number three. Amazing Lash Studio uh, at number four. Club Pilates at number five. The Halal Guys Street Food Restaurant at number six. So... All the way up until number five, you had one. How, how weird is that from 20 years ago? I mean, no, 20 years ago, they would have all been food. Fast food, yeah. They would have all yeah. been food. Now there was one food, and it's a fast casual, and the rest were service-based. Three mm-hmm. of them were fitness. I'll just throw that out there. So we're, we're in are yeah, a yeah. good, good, good spot to be, yes. <laughs> uh, number seven was Home vesters Number eight, Mosquito Joe. Yeah. We know a guy from Mosquito Joe over in San Antonio. So he he, he used yeah, to be a Mosquito Joe. He I, did some cool things. Actually, uh, I
4: got a, a business partner in one of my other businesses that's a Mosquito Joe franchise
3: owner. Oh, really? So, yeah, I think absolutely. they just got acquired, here in Houston, didn't they? Here in Houston. They did get acquired. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> is that coming up on uh, uh, yeah. Oh, he already knows the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: absolutely. <laughs>
3: uh, you break it. You break, I fix. Uh, mobile repair service. I mean, that's that's a whole new industry altogether. Uh, and then nothing but cakes at number 10 so there was my wife loves that place no,
2: yeah so, nothing yeah. But cakes. Uh, yeah no absolutely when i was working a uh, guy uh, i worked with his parents on the franchise and at the meetings they used to bring the nothing but cakes to the yeah. meetings so we loved that i gained a couple pounds oh, we'll find in that, that process
3: <laughs> and robbie i don't know what this means for us but uh, Sean Grove of Club Pilates said, "In an emerging boutique fitness business, it's grow fast or die slow. So we need to pick up the speed, my friend." We need, yeah, <laughs> you can almost change his name out with my name because I've been pre- <laughs> Even preaching that. I- <laughs>
2: I'm just joking. All right. Um, okay, so we're gonna kick it off. We have Todd here. Todd is a franchise consultant, a franchisee. So he has a, a perspective from really both both ways. I'm looking for a franchise. I bought a franchise. I'm currently working in a franchise. And being in the franchise business is not something that you hear about all the time. So uh, we're going to get a little bit about Todd's story and how he got in the franchise business and kind of what are you doing right now?
4: Sure, sure. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I uh, how did I get in the franchise business, right? So uh, believe it or not, once upon a time, I was actually an electrical engineer. And oh, okay. yeah, yeah, so uh, I, you know, it ran, it was in the corporate life for a while, yeah. and and like many people that that end up going the franchise route, I had my corporate shove it moment, right? Oh yeah, kinda, you know, hey, look, I'm tired of working for somebody. I mean, you could grab the, a beer, son. Yeah, 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 right. way to
3: every entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, right.
4: It, it, you know, there's there's a sometimes there's a good way to say shove it, and sometimes not. Yeah, right? oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, and, and so, you know, with, uh, we're looking to move back to Houston and my wife and I, and, and try to figure out what the heck do we want to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I came across a, a gentleman that happened to be a franchise consultant and, and cause I didn't know what, you know, I wanted to be in business and wanted to start something, but like uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, um, you can try to create something from scratch, but why reinvent the wheel if you don't have to. Right. And, and so, that's You're great. hard-headed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you could be. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh but You're then dumb. That, that,
4: yeah, like we were. Cost you a few more dollars doing it that way, but yeah. Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. You
4: know, so yeah, so you know, at the end of the day we just uh you know, started looking at it and and um through the process kind of, you know, decided to uh buy into and become a franchisee. So you went through a consultant your first go-round as well? I, I very much oh, did. Interesting. Yeah, and, and well, you know, and here's here's the the here's the value of that. Here's the value of that for me as a consultant, and, and I think what why I ultimately got into becoming a consultant is, again, um, when you're in the corporate life, you become very good at whatever you do. Oh, sorry. Well, you yeah, become good. very good at whatever you do. Um, but that's a little bit different than as a business owner or entrepreneur, you, you know, you, mm-hmm. just, you wear a few more hats. And... And so, you know, hey, what's the best franchise out there, right? And and you know, that's all I want. I just want to make. I just want to make a lot of money and want the best franchise. Just tell me what that secret sauce is. Yeah. Um, but the reality is that is different for every individual that's out there, right? And and every, you know, the three of us here, right? And and we all have different things that we're good at and different mm-hmm. things that skills that we bring to the table, different goals in life, right? And so, at the end of the day, what's important is identifying kind of what that own every individual's own personal why is, right? And as we un- understand that why, then what I'm able to do as a franchise consultant is bring to them franchise brands that are going to help them accomplish those goals, right? And and that's the, at the end of the day, the the real trick of the, uh, you know,
2: I say the trick, it's not even a trick, but it's the, the key is making sure that it fits them. Yeah. So um, if you're talking to somebody and you're trying to pry that out, I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah, I think it's a good thing that somebody needs to look for. I think it's hard. Um, I come from the corporate world too, and, you know, I was an electrical designer. Okay, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I worked a lot with engineers and, and uh, you know, we have a certain way of thinking. And I think it's hard for us to, and just anybody right now that's in the corporate world saying, hey, you know what, I want to quit my job tomorrow. They're, they're initially going to go to, how do I replace the income that I have now? Exactly. And that why question is going to, they're not really going to think of that. So if you're, you're somebody right now and you're listening to the show or you so happen to pick this up in a podcast and you want to, you're at, what do you ask somebody to get that get that out
4: of them? You know, uh, it's not obviously not one thing. We just ask. We we have a whole series of questions, right? I, okay. I've got a a fairly you know for me to do that. I typically have to spend about an hour, hour and a half with an individual. Okay, and and we just kind of go through all aspects of, of different things, right? What are their what are their personal interests and understand their personal interests? What what are you know if they've they've worked in corporate life or whatever it is, what are the jobs that they've enjoyed doing the most and what do they enjoy doing the least? Right. And oftentimes you get more out of what they don't like doing yeah. than what they do like doing. Um, you know, it, you know, and, and there's, there's different reasons that different people are going into business, right? Sometimes it's, Hey, look, I'm, I've, I've, I ran the course. I don't need to work, but I'm looking for something to do. Right. And, and that's, that's okay. That's one different one. Some people, it's, um, you know, it's about, you know, I'm tired of working and traveling all the time. I really want to be able to work, you know, normal business hours Monday through Friday. And, mm-hmm. and so it really is just kind of going through a, a discovery process with them as individuals and understanding um, all those different aspects of, of their life and what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I think,
2: um, that's, I think that's very powerful for somebody that's looking to basically jump and change their life, I mean, and maybe quit their job and look into a franchise to, to find somebody like that and ask those questions, you know, I think that's, that's very. Important. I mean,
3: I, I know even from my side, from franchise sales, from a brand standpoint, Todd. I mean, since I've known you, I mean, I, I see the the value in this world of knowing other consultants and knowing people who are trying to place people with a better brand. Any, I think any or any franchisor that has twenty plus units, who's had some they they understand that you don't want to just say yes to anybody. You don't want just right. somebody who's financially qualified. You want somebody who's super pumped and excited for your brand. And that's really what you want. Like, we sure. I, I, no, don't don't get me like I want to I want to have 3000 units and I wish they were all open tomorrow, like oh, absolutely. but I want the right people because like it's not worth the pain if you if you drag somebody in who's not a good fit. Mm-hmm. In the benefit of like since I've known you, we had a great guy here in the Houston market who had a lot, you know, he he was very well financially qualified, older gentleman, wanted multiple territories, but he was never going to be a good fit for Delta Life Fitness. So I just sent him over to Todd. Like, hey, Todd's got hundreds. Like, go look mm-hmm. at him. So it, 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 back to what we were talking about before the break, once you get to the point where you're comfortable on both sides, just being like, because there is no one right franchise. Exactly. Like you said, there's no <laughs> secret sauce. There is. It, it, it depends on every variable you just said. Exactly. And all I'm looking for is do you match the variables that make a successful Dell's Life owner, and that's right. you know that's all I can do. And I got to talk to a bunch of people to find mm-hmm. that one right. person, you know. Well, and that, and that's the and that's the you know, uh, the advantage
4: of of you know w- with working with a franchise consultant is you can you can try to Google it and try to figure that out yourself, yeah. but you know Google uh, you know, is only going to tell you so much information. You're going to spend a lot of time spinning your wheels, and so. You know, we've got the benefit of of knowing and understanding. You know, working with a franchisor such as Delta Life Fitness and understanding what is the type of person that's going to be a good fit for for you as a franchisor, and understand that that prospective franchisee and and make the match right. And and so really, at the end of the day, it provides value for for both
0: sides. Yeah.
3: And I think it's just like when you go to look for sites, having a site model criteria and oh, that little, cool. like we need the same thing. Every or should have the same thing for the candidate you're looking for. So when yep. a broker says, who are you looking for? Hey, this one page right here tells me. And so when you find that person, we're all not wasting time. The person looking for the right brand, you trying to match them, me trying exactly. to find like, oh, I already know you're a perfect fit for this brand. Right. right? So you go through the franchise consulting process. Mm-hmm. You end up with an AC franchise, right? It, yeah, no, it... it
4: yeah, that was uh, exactly. So, you know, it, you know, and, and, and going through that process, like anything, right, you have some things that, that, you know, went the way you expected it, and you have some things that you learn from. And so, you know, understanding that and understanding what that level of support as, as a franchisee uh, needs, it, it's, it's making sure as a franchise consultant that I'm talking to the, the particular candidates and helping them um, uncover what is the areas of support that they really need. Right? And that is different depending on what their background is. And and quite frankly, that's one of the things that when I look at what makes a good franchise or it really is, uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but it really is what is the level of support that they're going to be able to provide that person once they become a franchisee. Um, because of, again, if that franchisee is successful, um, the, net, the validation process becomes so easy with future franchises.
3: Well, and I, I've also realized after being in this game for a little bit that, uh, <laughs> sometimes you can still have a good match. <clears throat> you can still have a good match. And maybe there's not support. So so say, say some of the other fitness brands that are out there, there's some really low mm-hmm. buy-in ones that you can get into for like 100 grand or less. <clears throat> Total investment. And they target people who are already personal trainers. They already know that you know how to train people. You're going to make your own workouts. We just want to give you a little branding and marketing. And for some people, that may be a That's great a fit. Tip. If you're coming from, if you know, if you're coming from the corporate world and you don't know anything about training and you need those systems, you're gonna fail miserably if you go with one of those. So again, it's not anything bad on the friend on that franchisor who's not systematizing everything. It's just you got to find the right person and they and they got to know that that's yeah. what they're buying well, into. Well, and I
4: think that's my point is yeah. it's it's what and again that's understanding the individual and what is the support that they need, right? Because to, exactly yeah. to your point, you know, if they 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 everyone needs different levels of support.
3: And so that's part of that matching process that, that goes into, so uh, this is, into what we do. this is so interesting. I mean, people that have been listening to Texas Franchise Radio for a while, uh, you you've probably a couple of them. But... <laughs> yeah, both of you. <laughs> <chew>. <laughs> okay, okay. I could And
4: that's mom and uh, right, now. <laughs> Cassie Marlowe <Yeah>, <laughs> and Shiley.
3: My, my sister in Orlando don't, doesn't miss an episode. So for you too, um, you're you're kind of like they don't I, don't. I didn't even know this world existed. So you're kind of like a real estate broker, but for a franchise So so just. Somebody who's thought maybe maybe I am tired of the corporate grind, or maybe I just do want something on the side. Like, what is that first step, and how do they get connected with somebody like you? And then, so how do they find you or someone like you? And then, what is the process that they go through once they get connected with you?
4: Well, uh, obviously, that comes in a lot of different a lot of different forms. Of I mean, I think to kind of what we're doing right here, first is the awareness that it exists, right? And and um, you know, it it's if they're if they're serious uh, uh, and they really are interested in pursuing entrepreneurship and they think franchising is, the, you know, going through a franchise uh, option is the way to go, um, then quite frankly, it's it, it's fairly easy, right? Obviously, uh, you know, uh, there's there's uh, several brokers out there, um, you know, um, but it, it's once you connect with them. Um, then it's just a, a process of what I, what I tell people is the more that you're willing to share with that for that broker, um, the more that they're our consultant, the more that they're going to be able to help. You. Okay,
3: so you go through a checklist and you gather as much information as you can.
4: Yeah, absolutely, and and, and it's and it's a twofold process. You talked about this a little bit earlier. Is is to some extent the first thing that we try to understand is we call it MTM right what is their motivation what's the time they're willing to commit and and, and money right oh, that's perfect. And, that and and and, that, and that's that's a reality is you know um because we you know we like you said earlier quite frankly we do try to disqualify Mm -hmm. Um, and because, and it's not that we're, we're doing it the wrong way, but at the end of the day, we want to make sure that they are going to be successful as an entrepreneur, no matter what brand they pick.
3: It just saves everybody time and money. It
4: it does. And, and so, um, you know, look, if you've got the, the motivation, the time and the money, then, then we will invest time with you and work with you to find that right brand. Um, and that's that's the
3: key. And I think I took that away from you whenever me and you, you and I sat down and had lunch and I came home and told Robbie, That's like, get to know as fast as possible. And that, that's what I do, right? Like, I try to get the prospect to know mm-hmm. as fast as possible by telling them. And really, I mean, you could just go to our website and you can kind of 90% of people probably disqualify themselves because we, we list a yeah. lot of financial qualification. Like, hey, you got to have this minimum to get started anyway. Right. So, you know, and it, I think getting getting to know as fast as possible but I'll take 6 months if somebody's still interested and they're just trying to figure out if it's for them mm-hmm. I'll answer questions and talk to them and meet with them for 6 months but I am trying to get them to a no yeah. <laughs> as fast as possible in in some ways you're right you're you're looking for that no as as fast
4: as possible now you know look like you said we'll take the time that's necessary Absolutely. because uh, you know oftentimes they are currently working or they've got other businesses or whatever it is so you know we've got to be conscious of that but as long as they're being diligent in in what it is that they need to do to go through the validation process, then we'll continue to you know, spend time and, and work with them and, and help them, you know, uh, you know get through the process.
3: I agree. So they, they, they give you all the information, and then, so what's usually your next step? You kind of take all that, you compile it down into a one-pager, and you look at a few different brands that could possibly match?
4: Yeah, so we have, you know, we, we build what I call it, it's a unique model for that individual. And then, you know, I... I Within our, you know, I hate to use the word inventory, but but plethora of, of, of franchise brands, we've got about 300 brands across, you know, every industry you can imagine, right? Okay. Whether it's whether it's real estate, whether it's fitness, whether it's food, whether it's automotive, whether you name it, right? Consulting, we, we've, we've got the gamut. Um, once we narrow it down um, to a key thing, what we do is we go into that inventory, we do some search, we talk to the franchisors. Um, understand um, obviously we've got to do a territory check, right? Is the area available in, in their location? And then usually what we'll do is we'll reconnect with, with that person and we'll present three to four uh,
3: different brands that we
4: think fit their, their model or their, their criteria. And, um, and Don't, at that point, oh, sorry.
3: When you present, what right. do you do? You do you assemble like a slide deck? You just take flyer materials from the various brands? Yeah. It again, it's
4: going to vary a little bit on the candidate and, okay. and what they need. Um, I've got a a template that we use that's got a brand comparison sheet, so got it gives it. kind of some of the basics. You know, how long have they been a business, and, and how many units do they have? What's the investment level? Okay. And then some basic things. You know, at the end of the day, the key is what we're trying to connect with is what is it about their model, what they're trying to choose, and what the individual brand, how it connects. And with
3: that's the what third. you have to highlight. Right. Okay.
4: So okay. that's where we usually try it. to do it. And then, um, you know, you know, I, I usually try to present three or four brands and then ask them to tell me what they like and don't like about it. And it's perfectly okay if they don't like, every, every single one of them, they tell me what they don't like. Yeah. I, that's perfectly fine. Matter of fact, I'd rather hear Absolutely. what it is that you don't like and why you don't like it. Because that helps me learn more about that person as an individual, and we're better, yeah, better likely to find a better fit for them. Uh, so that's uh, that's really what the process is. And and once once we've gone through there, and they think they they've got a, we've narrowed it down to one or two brands that they really want to interest. That's when we connect them with the franchisor, and and um, you know, I can only give them information at a thirty thousand foot level. Exactly.
3: You, you know, the franchisors
4: know their business better than anyone else. So now
3: it's time for them to. to the franchise orders. So Todd, in the name of your business is Success, the number four, you consulting, right? That's right. So it sounds like a huge value add. You're sitting there, you're, you're doing yeah, all this work with them to understand them, gather their information. Then you're going and, and gathering this comparison chart. Sounds like it's really expensive to this this prospective franchisee.
4: Yeah, actually, at the end of the day, uh, we don't charge the, the candidates anything. Yeah, just like uh, real estate. Really. Yeah, it, it's the, the value is we work with the, the franchisors. And, you know, the, we talked about this earlier, right? The value to the candidate is, is we've got a plethora of open uh, franchises that we can work with. The franchise or uh, the value that's brought to them is, number one, they don't have to go through all those people that aren't even going to be a good fit to begin with. And, and so we, yeah, pre-qualify them to some degree. So, uh, yeah, it's a value on both sides. I mean, so, I mean, if you're listening and you're <laughs> no. even
3: slightly interested in going with a franchise model, I mean, if I ever do it later in my life, my first step is no, going to go right. to a franchise consultant that I trust, that I know has some industry experience. I would prefer one that's been a franchisee themselves, so they know, kind of know what you to know, look for. Yeah, what to look for. Hey, yeah. uh, you know, this is what got me in my contract. Here's what you're going to want. You know, I want somebody that's got some experience with it, and understands an FTD yeah. pretty and then, well,
2: some way that has a um, a relationship with the franchisor at a point. You know, yes, Todd can kind of you can kind of see my personality if I'm sitting with talking with you, and you know the personality of the franchisor you can kind of make sure that you can
3: like, Hey, yeah, Todd, am I going to mix with these boys? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a, that's a good point. So, I mean, if if you're listening and you're even slightly interested in pursuing the franchise route, I highly recommend you go, you find a consultant.
2: Do you find people that come to you looking for franchise? Do they do a lot of their homework and come to you with like, (laughs) Hey, I'm interested in these brands or you prefer them to just, Hey, I'm in, uh, I'm interested you prefer that conversation, just me and you to have, or do you you prefer me to come in with? I've seen both,
4: but Probably, I would say, majority of the time, what they express their initial interest in is almost never what they end up with.
2: <laughs> you start um, getting yeah, down
4: to it? Well, and, and, and I think a couple of reasons, right? Again, it boils down to what their initial interest is. They were driving down the street and they saw, you know, whatever, right? Subway mm-hmm. or whatever, the, you know, something that they saw. Oh, that looks like it would be a good. But they they found liable that from the product of the service, they don't really understand it from the business side of it. And what makes a good business, and what makes a good business for them as a as a personality fit. Yes, sir. Um, and that that's a big difference, right? What the product or service versus a business
2: are two different things.
3: That's such. A, I mean, that's such. a I mean, you, I mean, you could <laughs> you could say that a thousand times and it wouldn't be enough. That's such a, a strong, true statement.
2: No, absolutely. And then uh, it's very. It's. Uh, I'm telling you, I just found out about that world of people wanting to connect people with franchise. I think it's a very interesting very helpful tool so um, i think everybody that's interested in opening a franchise should utilize it
3: yeah it's such a like i said it's such a good it's such a good value add from the franchise or side because you know i am heavily interested in gaining market share but i want to do it with the people that i know a broker has put in that time already and said man i've got tiffany and josh i'm telling you she she is exactly what you guys were looking for in operators in dell's life that makes me excited you know like okay cool yeah I i think it's just what a, what a brilliant market space! It's a it's a good idea. You should franchise that. Franchise. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, well, uh, nah, well, and and
4: you know it, it's fun because you at the end of the day you're helping people find you know kind of what's uh you know create a, a great bright future for themselves, right? and so that's uh that's that's
2: fun to do. Yeah. So uh, me and Josh um, we had a conversation I don't know a couple weeks ago with a franchisor and he was kind of touching base with us. How do y'all make franchise sales? And I'm guessing we're going to change the tune a little bit here and kind of change pace. Uh, if you're a franchisor and listening, uh, we know there's.
3: We're good? Uh, yeah, two minutes <laughs> and we'll go to break. You're okay. good.
2: Okay, so we can come off break and talk about this, but and this is something we can think about. But if if you're a franchisor and you're looking to make sales, you got brokers, you have got social media. What are some other tools that y'all know of that they oh, yeah. can utilize to start trying to get start trying to get leads? Because we know getting leads in the franchise business is difficult. It's and expensive. expensive. And we want to make sure that we're spending our money in the right place. So it's something I guess when we get back, we only got a couple minutes left, but till uh, break. But that's something that we can kind of hit on a little bit on what other avenues can we do to, to make sales.
3: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good thing to come back in on. And if you're watching us live on Facebook, we've got Todd here. This is what he does. If you're if you're if you're if you're an electrical engineer right now and you're thinking that's <laughs> me, I'm looking for my shove it moment. If you have a question on anything you want to throw out for Todd, uh, we're gonna to go to break here in just a second. But go to Facebook Live. Uh, throw in that question for us, and we'll get it answered for you when we get back. We
1: talking business models, investing, franchises. We going full throttle. Want to check out the
5: fastest growing sport in the world? It's right here in Conroe, Texas, and it's roller derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a nonprofit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast-paced, hard-hitting game of roller derby. The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at irlonestar.com or call in and leave a message at 936 647 Seven 6 Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio.
1: Oh, in the business. Well, this is what you need. All right.
2: Welcome back, guys. Welcome to Texas Franchise Radio. Back from break. And we were right before we went to break, we started talking about best practices for franchisors to gather leads from prospective clients. We know we have uh, consultants that are helping clients find the best franchises. But what are some other good practices if you are a franchisor right now listening and saying, hey, you know, it's New Year's. I'm looking to get some more leads. What Where can I go?
3: I'll tell you what I do real quick and then hand it over to the expert. Todd's got way more experience in this than I do. Uh, for me, in one, I, I wrote down the MTM. I think that was genius. You know, what's right. the motivation, time, and money? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with that from now on. That's that's brilliant. And get a little more clear on the candidate uh, profile that we're going for there and make sure we're matching that MTM. I love that. Uh, <clears throat> so what we use, and we were talking before the show, uh, a good healthy amount. And, they, you know, Orange Theory, we just read their numbers and their growth they said like 90% of their franchisees come up out of their system so they're like members at the gym mm. they're staff something like that <clears throat> that has certainly been the case for us so we have two different types right we have people that are that are just you know they're working in the studio they're a manager of the studio they're a coach at the studio they're a member at the studio they love the brand the passion the ladies they fall in love with everything about it they're already running the business and they know the business systems that's where a good number comes, and you treat those a lot different because they already know. Like, you don't have to spend as much. To, now, I just got to make sure you're financially qualified. Right, exactly. I know you already understand, you know, you understand the model. The brand, right? Yeah, in the brand. And then you got the other side where they're coming in from all the other different ways, and it's easy to see if they're financially qualified. Mm-hmm. I mean, that takes two seconds, right? Yep. You have it or you don't. Uh, and then it's more complicated of trying. So if I have somebody from Nebraska right now, I don't have a Delta Life in Nebraska. You got to come to Houston. You got to try my classes. We got to have this big discovery day. Anyway, Best things that are working for me right now for leads. Obviously, if you're friends with me on social media, you know, <laughs> you know I post on there quite a bit. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. <clears throat> uh, I'll Also reach out just to the the gym owners, you know, themselves. And mm-hmm. we've talked about making some branding guidelines and having the, the fran- I, mean, I love kickboxing. We talked about Dana. You go into her, I love kickboxing yep. in spring. She's got the uh, franchises available sign hanging up on the window. We've We've got some initiatives we want to go out with that way.
2: What was the number Orange Theory said that, Internal clients becoming franchises. It was,
3: it was about 90%, 90%. 90%
2: of their franchise wow. ease are coming from clients.
3: Were clients yeah.
2: seeing the studio doing research. That was what, straight what, from what, Dave Long. What better validation? Yeah, and no, that's. He then then even the, said that, the that was interesting. A, a, Customer.
3: Big, a big majority of them, the whole territory where they immediately lived was sold out and they were having to relocate.
2: Wow. Yep. And yeah. they, were, <laughs> they were willing to get up and drive, move. And it's a it was a very interesting uh, number to hear. Uh,
3: so growing outside of the brand, because really we've grown and I think I told you this, Todd, so far we've grown almost all internally, mm-hmm. like just from the, the store. Now we're reaching in and establishing relationships with guys like Todd and brokers and bringing them by the studios and showing them the model. And then we're signing up with a lot of different franchises. And this is good if you're looking for a franchise or if you're a franchisor. You can go to franchiseopportunities.com. You can go to franchise Gator, America's Best Franchises. Todd, I know you're going to know a lot more. But basically, I mean, like Google Franchise Opportunities and click on any of the links and then you can click Industry, uh, investment amount and it's going to show you a whole bunch of different categories delta life fitness is on there for a few of them when you click that you want more information about that one uh, yeah so we, we call those portals so we we right. do get a lot of leads from portals yeah. uh personal social media and everybody on our team sharing out social media and then press releases every time you do a ribbon cutting those kind of things that's where we get the majority of our leads right now we'll kick it over to the expert yeah you, you know
4: <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> we um you know, quite frankly, it's, it's very similar, right? I think at the end of the day, I think the, the, the best lead source is a, a mixture of all of those. Um, you know, I, I think probably, you know, you mentioned social media and stuff like that. Obviously um, uh, LinkedIn is one of those sources that can be very powerful, particularly, you know, because you can identify folks that are, they, they are in that corporate life. Maybe they're looking because they, people start posting when they're mm-hmm. searching for jobs or something like that. And those are great candidates. Um you know, I, you know, there's, there's something to be said for, for longevity in, in the business and, and you build a client of, of contacts that you've worked with, or they may, it may not have been right for them at that time, but it's always important to stay connected with that base because guess what? Something in their life can change and, and two years from now or two, you know, two years ago it wasn't oh, yeah. right for them, but two years from now it's, it's good. So I think it's important to stay connected with that, that, uh, that base of contacts that you've already generated. Um, you know, but, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, I, almost all the ones that you said, I think are valid at different points. I think the key is having a good mixture. Um, it, it's, it's, I hate to say it's a simple business model, but at the end of the day, it's a contact sport. The more people you make contact with, the, mm-hmm. the more, and they, they're aware of what you do and what you offer, the more chances are that you're going to find, uh, you know, somebody that that's
2: interested.
3: That's true. No, absolutely. I, I think know. what Todd's trying to say is the only way you should ever buy a franchise <laughs> is to go to success number four yeah. for you consulting. I think so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, time for everybody's favorite part of the show. All right, we ready?
2: <laughs> All right, we're going to do Stump the Chomp. Uh, everybody that watches the show, the two people that okay, every time I watch the show, <laughs> you know the rules. But what Stump the Chump is is basically uh, we ask some questions revolved around franchising. And uh, we start off with Todd, and it goes back to Josh. And at the end, the winner gets to be celebrated. The loser, we shame and call him a chump. But, uh, Todd, Josh has never won this. Uh He he got a pretty low bar. Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) Well, we can't let him win this one, okay? But uh, they're pretty difficult questions. Usually the first ones we kind of test the water a little bit, and then we go into, uh, you know, more franchise-driven questions. So let's go ahead and get started with number one. Todd, this is going to be for you. Um, since we're getting into uh, the Super Bowl this weekend, you know, uh, I know everybody knows who I'm pulling for, but uh, what two NFL football teams are in the Super Bowl this weekend? What two? The New England Patriots and uh, St. Louis Rams.
4: <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Los Angeles Rams. Wow. <laughs> almost, wow. <laughs> almost had it. Oh, wow. You know. <laughs> yeah. All
5: right. Ding, ding. <laughs> One for Todd.
3: I didn't know we we're talking NFL franchise. Was... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number two. Um, all right, who drew
2: the Felix cat? Felix the cat cartoons. I know you're a cartoon fan, so who drew those? I, I was really worried about putting this one on there.
3: Uh, Dexter something.
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. All right, Todd. This one goes. <laughs> hey, God, tell us. <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> no, his name was Otto uh, Messermer.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, I, I, I apologize if anybody knows him and I said uh, that name wrong. <laughs> probably right, but. Uh, all right, number three. So, I did a little research on uh, brands that got acquired this year. Mosquito Joe, I almost put it on here. I wish I would have, known that Todd Ooh. knows the
0: question. I'm glad. <laughs> right. uh, but
2: Inspire Brands, which is a multi-restaurant brand, owns Arby's. They just purchased Buffalo Wild Wings not too long ago. And Rusty Tacos. They just acquired what drive-up Burger Place for $2.3 Oh, that's a good question. It's, it's a drive-up. Drive up like a
4: so, like a Sonic is that? Oh the,
2: yeah, all right, right. here we go.
3: <laughs> all, <laughs> all right, right. Your, your hit uh, was,
2: was very helpful.
4: Right. So. <laughs> you believe, you
3: believe in this? Hey, you need, I need you to pull up Google for me and be ready to. Pass yeah, it. Right.
2: All right. So if we're talking about Sonic, uh, when did the first Josh? When did the first Sonic open? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do a multiple choice because okay, I want to at least choice. give you one. Um, a nineteen fifty nine, B nineteen sixty one, C nineteen seventy five, D nineteen fifty six.
3: I was gonna say fifty four, so I'm gonna go with fifty six.
2: Uh, wrong. Nineteen fifty nine. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> all right, Todd. This one's actually kind of difficult. I uh, probably <coughs> should. Um, no, better yet, I'll give that one for Josh. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
3: uh, <laughs> you got to see how this game goes, huh? <laughs> I mean, all right.
2: Yum Brand it owns three fast food concepts. One's Pizza Hut. I don't know if you call that fast food. They're kind of going into more dining. Uh, two is KFC. Um. The th- what is the third? Taco Bell. Oh, All come right, on, I knew that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's got to change pace a little bit. Uh, what was the name before they changed it to Sonic? I'll do a multiple <sighs> choice here. Okay, thank you. Uh, D- uh, one, Joe Burgers, two the Drive-In Stop, three DQ, and then four the Top Hatter.
3: The Drive-In Stop.
2: Nope, Top Hatter.
3: Man, come <laughs> on.
2: <laughs> All right. Um, the next one, so you can see I had to skip one and kind of threw off my thing. But uh, how many units does Taco Bell have open right now?
3: Oh worldwide?
4: Yes, world Uni- worldwide unit. Oh wow. Mm. Uh that's a pretty <coughs> big number, I would guess.
3: Um I don't know. Um It's more than the amount of listeners Texas franchise radio <laughs> has. Yeah. <laughs> more than two, is that right? That was that's that's
4: uh, just uh, in Conroe. <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't know, say three
3: thousand.
2: Okay, Josh.
3: Well, is this like prices right? It's gotta be closer, so I'm gonna go with three thousand and one, obviously. Still me a point here. All right. But if I have to make a serious guess, yeah. Uh 25000 Uh 6500 Oh man, that's low, yeah. That's way low.
2: All right, we'll get that Compared point to to Josh. All right. How many <coughs> customers weekly do they serve?
3: Who <clears throat> um sixty five hundred stores, probably seeing Oh, he's gonna start doing well, We, we don't yeah, want to yeah, see that. Yeah, a day?
2: uh how many is they weekly
3: oh weekly so Seven? i can't oh you, you threw an extra digit in there i can't do that so we'll just say <laughs> a quarter million
2: all right so I, I was gonna say three hundred yeah. 40 million people weekly 40 million yeah i got that off their website i don't know how true that is so if you fact check me don't <laughs> throw me off the bus all right so uh todd that was that was the last question todd won i do have a tiebreaker but let's let Uh-oh. the audience
3: Answer oh, yeah. this throw one. In, throw in your answer. <clears throat> and then I got one announcement here. When we're done with something. All right. Facts. So I,
2: I want to ask this to the audience, and they can answer when you're listening to it. Podcast, email me. Uh, Colonel Sanders founded KFC at what age? Don't okay. Google it.
4: I oh, mean, it's like.
3: Oh, can I guess?
2: You can guess. It's like sixty-two. He was pretty old. Sixty-two. Uh, was he that old? I was gonna say fifty. He was sixty-five. Yeah. Wow. It was impressive.
3: I knew he was pretty old. <laughs> don't, don't, don't want to have that much drive to go through all that.
2: At so I asked the audience to answer the question. I gave the question the answer to the question. So right. I guess it don't really work. So you don't win anything don't w- if you do answer it. <laughs> just going to let you know. All right, Josh has a, an announcement.
3: Uh, yeah, what what camera are we on here? Do we have this one. Is that one a good camera? Uh, you know, Texas franchise radio sponsored by Delta Life Fitness, a place for women to train right here in the local Conroe market. Just want to let you know that we are uh, what t minus eight weeks from opening, fourteen eighty eight, something yep. like that, pretty soon. The Magnolia store, Todd, you've been to the Spring store, yeah, right here on twenty nine seven, uh, twenty nine seventy, twenty nine twenty, and, and Gosling. Yep. Jeez, I'll get it out. Give me a second. <laughs> We have four territories left here in the local market. We have Tomball, Creekside, the Woodlands, and Harmony. Uh, you can go see Todd and talk to him about different franchise opportunities, and he can send you my way. Absolutely. Go to success For the number or, four. Or uh, you can just go to delta or you can email me or send me a message. But, yeah, we've got those uh, Josh Irvin guest 56, by the way. Uh you you awarded, guys- <laughs>
2: awarded zero points.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Tomball, Creekside, Woodlands, and Harmony uh, for that. What else we got exciting coming up in the franchise world before we meet with you guys next time? The International Franchise Association Conference is going on in Vegas February 19th. Yep. We will not be there this Man, year.
2: I-, I wanted to be there. Gary Vee speaking. I'm curious what he's going to tell the franchise world.
3: Gary Vee is speaking, he, and he's, he's very anti-franchise because he just believes in, like, just yep. bull entrepreneur. Yep. So I was excited to see what Gary Vee's going to tell And, us, and you, get
2: all, you get all the – so it's a little bit of an older crowd. They <laughs> skew a little older when you go to the IFA. So <laughs> right. right. I, I'm curious what they would feel because <laughs> uh, last year, what was it? It was um, – The Anytime Fitness yeah, the founders. And, and I, I thought they did a good job, but they were a little bit more brash and a little they bit a more fun. Yeah, right. yeah. They said a couple of words. Yeah, they kind of disgruntled a
3: little bit. And they were they're kind of younger guys. Um. David Long is leading, uh, which, you know, is a guy that currently me and Robbie look up to a lot and try to learn a lot from. David Long, the CEO of yeah, Orange man. Theory Fitness, he's leading a class in the emerging brand boot camp. Uh, so we're super sad. Yeah, no, it is
2: upsetting. <laughs> it is upsetting.
3: But we got studios to open here yep. in Tennessee, in Arizona, and here in the local market. So we're going to be busy. We're overworked Absolutely. and we got to figure that out. Todd, thanks so much for joining us on the thank, show today, yeah, man. Thanks for driving down here. Yeah, thank you guys. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Let's go grab some lunch. Conroe, we'll see you in February.
0: Thank you for listening to Texas Franchise Radio, where we bring on all the local franchise experts. If you liked the show, please share it with your friends. If you have any questions you'd like answered live on the show, send them to at Texas Franchise Radio on Facebook.
1: Till next time. Texas Franchise Radio. You ready? Let's go uh Robbie and Josh going live and it's time to hit the road you were tuned in the Texas franchise radio oh you're in the business well this is what you need Rep in Texas they professionals up in the industry what we talking about we talking business models invest in franchises we going full throttle learn about the industry I know you got the questions we're trying to help you grow and take it to the next level straight up Franchise operators and the experts, it's time to tune in and expand your network. So let's see how it's all done and how it's operated in the local Texas market. Time to get us educated. Robbie and Josh going live, time to hit the road. You tune in to Texas franchise radio, get your business popping. Yeah, they came to let you know. You tune in to Texas franchise radio. Oh.